Hey, how you doing? Uh, just watching back, actually, for the first full time, the Bado Jack against Adonis Stevenson at the weekend in Toronto. Light heavyweight WBC title fight ending in a draw. So uh, Stevenson keeps his title, but uh, what a contest. Really ebbed and flowed. Uh, Stevenson came on strong middle rounds. The, the Bado Jack um, had a big dominance, sort of seven, eight, nine, and then just it looked like Adonis Stevenson at the age of 40 was teetering that. Father Time had kind of cool time on him a little bit and uh, looked gassed. He landed a huge left hand, I think, in a tenth body shot that um, doubled up Badu Jack and that swung the ascendancy back his way. And then ultimately, at the end, Badu Jack was kind of unleashing, had recovered from that body shot and unleashed a furious flurry of um, of shots. And that final final bell just about Adolis Stevenson just hung on. But kind of the, the abiding thing or the prevailing thing for me was, that, and I sort of sensed pre-fight that maybe it'd just be a simple question of energy and um that simple kind of aging process catching up with Adonis and Stevenson similar to what we've seen with David Hay but it's interesting his power seems to have stayed later into his, his 30s maybe it wasn't so much based on speed but just pure raw power which stays longer but I think it's impressive that the guy you know he was able to tactically not exert too much energy in the fight controlled the middle of the ring for a long time and to to kind of come back in that tenth round against all the odds and, and unleash a shot like that was pretty formidable, um, and it kind of gets you thinking about a lot of these boxers, particularly even Tony Bellew against David Hayes. There's a sense that 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 for all of us, we kind of build our skill set up through life and careers, and we have that time. And naturally, kind of the aging process doesn't really affect us because it's not we're not in a physical line of work per se that's that's draining us, that's a competitive edge. But it's kind of you have to still work through the ranks. And a lot of these guys, a lot of these boxers, kind of get their prominence and their profile. Look at um, Kovalev, but more actually Golovkin, thinking about that in his sort of mid-30s, suddenly he comes to the fore and becomes known as this force. But if you think about it, the physicality is already ebbing then, post-30 really, in terms of um, his cells that are being formed, the cells that are dying, all that kind of stuff. The aging process kicks in as the pendulum swing around 30s start to, to go away. Obviously, people can sustain that through nutrition, physiology, training, genetics helps. But it's it's kind of impressive that it's that kind of how long can you marry the, the physical stuff, keep that going, and then use the experience in your 30s and use the time as well to build the CV to get these shots. I mean, Badu Jack discovered, obviously, I think by Mayweather in fighting out of Sweden, uh, got knocked out by Derek Edwards early 2014. But since then, it's been a four-year incredible ride. And Badu Jack himself turns 35 at the end of this year. So it's fascinating that kind of these guys, you know, coming to the fore at this stage of their career. And he's recently stepped up to light heavy, had that win over Nathan Cleverly. And it's kind of capitalizing. And it's such a short window, isn't it, compared to the rest of us? And you think of Donis Stevenson, only fought twice before this. He's obviously only got one defeat on his record. That Darnell Boone, 2010, he got stopped in the second round, I believe. I think it was only an eight rounder, actually, against Steve, uh, Darnell Boone. Um, maybe it was an injury. I can't remember the detail of that, but. It's um, just looking at the post-fight uh, stuff now on Sky Sports. Listen to Darren Barker and Matthew Macklin summarise it alongside Adam Smith. And uh, he just looks exhausted, Adonis Stephen. It's just that kind of ebbing of the energy, isn't it? It's almost inevitable. I thought it would be purely that kind of, that kind of, uh, I guess, burst in the legs and the kind of, and you could see in his, his sort of rigidity to him slightly with the age at 40. He can just start to, s just the way he held himself, slightly different to Baddy Jack at 34s. More kind of uh, pugnacious fighter. We've seen that and vibrant just a little bit more youth against so that against James DeGale didn't we fantastic fight the fight with George Groves was really good too that super middleweight um 
it's interesting because I've um, actually had a few days off work. I'm a broadcaster in the in the UK, working on sports, um, predominantly Sky Sports News, and actually had a few days off. Thankfully for for work, kindly through a kind of injury, I guess. Uh, not sure where it came from. I just came back from holiday last week and been diagnosed with thrombophlebitis. Luckily, got a kind of phalanx of GPs in my family who were able to sort of diagnose it either in person or on the phone via pictures. But it's basically a, vo- a vein clot, and it's kind of a distant cousin of um, thrombosis, which is obviously more serious. But this is superficial veins, it's actually really painful at the back of my knee. So taken a knock and I guess maybe flying has kind of seized it up, it's all swollen and uh, just things like that actually remind you of your age. I'm 37 this year, uh, 36 at the moment. Um, but suddenly things start to, you know, you play sport and stuff, you start to gas a little bit. So you have respect for people like Donna Stevens who can circumnavigate that waning, that dying of the light just to be able to deliver. Um, but a bit, I think it's interesting, I was reading the SPN, Dan Raphael piece this evening, um, journalist who covers all these fights in the states and he was calling for a rematch potentially for also he wouldn't mind one other people think darren barker says on here that former middleweight champion who's there's an interview with him on this podcast if you, if you scan down the uh the updates just says that it would be a great one um but it's i think it's that's an interesting concept that a lot of these boxers who require on pure physicality ability to to unleash and have that stamina to go for 12 rounds have to kind of trade off experience and it's that meeting of the two when you have that skill set, but when you have that reputation, the profile, it's all about building a name, isn't it, for the big purses. So a lot of the kind of um, hard work's realized when the body starts to ebb a little bit, perhaps. And yeah, the skills have developed and the kind of techniques and they have to learn how to manage energy. And you saw that with Donald Stevenson, the way he held the ring and didn't move too much, just kind of pivoted. Wasn't, you know, moving his legs too much because that's where the gas goes. But I suppose think about Floyd Mayweather, people like that. Um, despite a kind of prestigious career Floyd made, it was almost those big, ridiculous money was earned mid to late thirties, where it is, it's, it's a kind of psychological effort just to keep your body in in shape, really, and fight off that natural uh, degradation. But anyway, that's uh, just my thoughts on that. Let me know what you think. Ed Draper, eighty one on Twitter. You can reach me on Instagram as well. Ed underscore Draper eighty one. Had a really good chat last week with a football agent, which I was momentarily put up. You may have actually listened to it if you were quick, but not many people have because I had to sort of uh, temporarily unpublish that because it was, uh, he works for an agency that's going undergoing a merger that hasn't been yet finalised, but he works with some England under 17 players and some youth players around the country, Premier League players. And also their company now has like a lot of high profile rugby players and stuff, but it's a very holistic approach to the footballers academy players that they... Um, they pick up at the opposite end of the spectrum from these boxers here the senior end of their career but pick up sort of 14 15 16 year olds in academies in the uk and then they kind of develop them and they also have kind of a holistic approach to sort of have have former footballers who coach these kids one-on-one they have um, tutors who enhance their academic potential because they are kind of conscious of the fact that if you don't make it to professional you need something to fall back on which i think is very um ethical and i think that's their kind of their calling card or what they'd like to be known for is that kind of approach not as a kind of parasitic element which a lot of agents are they also look at psychology and mindset and training these kids up mentally to to deal with failure in the knockbacks and then potentially to kick on in the future as well just looking at donaldson stevenson after that fight wearing his his regal crown good old superman um but yeah going back to the agency so i'll bring that interview next week and hopefully going to get an england under 17 player on soon as well to talk about that process of of kind of trying to make it as a professional footballer which Danny Mills a former England right back 
said to me recently is kind of like kin to, to winning the lottery and his son's going through the process at the moment trying to make it in professional football just because there's so many people at these academies so many kids trying to come through and so few relatively spots in uh, in professional football even though there's obviously four tiers in the uk and fifth and five if you include the conference as well but it's a it's a tough challenge everyone wants to live that dream and the mentality and the kind of ability to deal with things psychologically can be pivotal because so many have got comparable technical and, and, and physical skill sets so it's going to be kind of cool to, to chat to that agent or publish that agent's piece and also talks about the influence of parents and the, and the, the best parents being those that just let their kids do it for fun and not as a kind of vicarious status symbol for themselves as a way of kind of or a financial <laughs> money maker for themselves it's interesting to hear tales of some parents who um, try and get holidays and things like that for their families rather than actually focus on just giving their kids a good life to balance them out from the football focusing too much on it too intensely maybe putting too much pressure on their their children uh, but that's one to come anyway guys hope you well do get in touch on social media love to hear from you i think you're delving into the world of uh, snapchat at some point as well uh got a football book coming out in this year sometime hopefully we're working at the moment a guide to football for for kids and um love to uh bring more about that when it comes out see my little girl just waking up uh but that's it guys speak to you soon take it easy cheers bye